Good morning. Welcome to BCF Church. For our friends watching online, thank you for joining us. If we haven't met, my name is Bo. And for the past few weeks, we've been talking about who we are. We are Brownsville Community Fellowship. This is who we are. Now, I have a question, just a quick show of hands. How many of you are from Brownsville originally, born and raised? Okay, good number of us, good number of us. How many of you are from anywhere else? Seems like about almost half and half. How many of you wish you could be anywhere else? No, don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. I am not from Brownsville originally. I was born in San Antonio, Texas on an Air Force base. Yes, I am a military brat. And we traveled a lot as a kid because my dad was in the service. We spent a few years in Maryland. Uh, we spent some time in Illinois. And then my dad got out of the Air Force and we still moved around a lot. Uh, we spent a few years in Colorado. We spent a few years in Georgia. And then when I turned 11 years old, we moved here to Brownsville, Texas. And I have been here for about 30 years. Brownsville, Texas is home. I love Brownsville. I love it. I love everything here. I love the food. Did you know tacos are not the same up the valley? I was shocked to find this out. When you order tacos de bistec con todo, they don't come with a queso fresco and aguacate. The cheese and avocado, you have to get that extra. And I'm like, what? Brownsville tacos are the best. I love our culture. I love charro days. You know, that's not a national holiday. That is just right here. And, but more than anything, I love the people. I married a Brownsville girl. My kids are in Brownsville schools. I've lived all over the country. I have traveled all over the world, but Brownsville is home. I heart Brownsville. That's why I'm wearing this shirt here today. Brownsville is home, but more than that, Brownsville is my mission. Now, when I was a kid, I believed God wanted me to be a missionary. Now, in my mind, that equaled a cross between Indiana Jones and a pastor. <laughs> and, but by the way, being a missionary, that is a great calling. If you ever have the opportunity to go on a mission trip, whether short-term or long-term, go. It is a life-changing experience. And I've been on many mission trips. But recently, just maybe a dozen years or so ago, I realized my mission is here. My mission is Brownsville, Texas. This is my home. This is my mission. Did you know when Jesus started his ministry here on earth, he had a mission? Jesus read this from the Bible, and he says, this is my mission he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. And Jesus said, this is my mission. This is fulfilled in your eyes. This is why I'm here. And Jesus' mission determined everything he did. Jesus' mission determined who he talked to and who he didn't talk to. Jesus' mission determined who he spent time with 
and who he avoided. Jesus' mission even caused him to miss out on huge opportunities. This one time, a group of people wanted to take Jesus by force and make him their king. And Jesus said, no, that's not why I'm here. That's not my mission. His mission determined everything he did. What is our mission? Well, if you want you, I want you to take out your notes. If you didn't get one as you came in the door, you can scan this QR code, follow along in the Bible app. For our friends watching online, the host will post a link in the chat. What is our mission? Our mission is determined by our vision and our purpose. This is what we've been talking about for the past few weeks. Our vision. This is what. What is BCF? BCF Church is a city on a hill. A light to the city of Brownsville. A safe place to come for healing, freedom, and a new beginning. So shine your light. That's what Brownsville Community Fellowship is. Our purpose, last week Pastor Rich shared on our purpose, our purpose is the why. Why do we do what we do? Why do we exist? We exist to invite those who don't usually go to church and to help them become fully transformed followers of Christ. And so to do that, we, we connect with God's people. We grow in our relationship with Jesus. We serve here in the family of God, in the church. We introduce people to Jesus Christ, and we worship him with our lives. This is what we are. This is why we do what we do, and that determines our mission, and that's the who. Who are we trying to reach? Who is our mission? I want you to write this down. Our mission, first of all, is the people of Brownsville. We love the people of Brownsville. And this is in our name, Brownsville Community Fellowship. This is who we are. Now, whether you are here in Brownsville for the rest of your life, just for a few short years, maybe you're just here for a few short months. We have some of our winter Texans in the audience. Some of them were here last service. They said, hey, we're winter Texans. And I said, welcome home. However, whatever the length of time is, you are here for a reason. God brought you here. This is what God told the people of Israel in the Bible. He said, work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. Now, when God said this, he wasn't talking about the city of Jerusalem. The people of God were in exile. They had been taken from their homeland into a foreign country surrounded by godless enemies. They did not want to be there. And God said, no, pray for this city, this city where I sent you. Their good is your good. And God says that to us. We pray for the people of Brownsville, Texas. We pray for the peace of Brownsville, Texas because Brownsville's good is our good. We love the people of Brownsville. That's why we made these I Heart Brownsville t-shirts. You can get these for $5 today back there at the hub, right back there in the back corner. And we want you to wear these because when you're out at Charo Days and Sombrero Fest and you wear one of these shirts, people are gonna say, hey, where did you get that? And you say, come to my church. We love the people of Brownsville. This is who we are. So who's our mission? Our mission is the people of Brownsville. Second, we narrow that down a little bit. Our mission is those who don't usually go to church. 
we invite those who don't usually go to church. You say, well, well, why do we do that? Why is that part of our purpose statement to invite people who don't usually go to church? Because these are the people that Jesus spent time with. In the Bible, there were these groups of people called the Pharisees and the scribes. These are the religious people. These are the church people. And the Pharisees and scribes, they're complaining to Jesus' disciples and said, why do you eat and drink with sinners? They're saying, Jesus, why are you hanging out with those people? We don't like those people. Jesus, why are you with those people? And Jesus replied to them, the healthy don't need a doctor. The sick do. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. That's who Jesus spent time with. The church is not meant to be a club for the healthy. This is a hospital for the sick. This is our mission. Now, if if you go throughout the city and someone else is going to another Bible-preaching, Bible-teaching church, we don't try to get them to come to BCF. We say, no, pour your life into the church where God has placed you. We want to reach those who don't usually go to church. Now, maybe as you're here today, you're like, but, but I am a person who usually goes to church. I go to this church, and God has healed me. Well, in that case, I want to invite you to adopt our mission. See, now it is your mission to invite those who don't usually go to church. If you're one of the healthy now, you are part of the medical team to reach those who need the physician, who need the healing that Jesus brings. We invite those who don't usually go to church. So our mission is the people of Brownsville, Texas. That's 186,000 people, probably more. And then we narrow that a bit. It's those who don't usually go to church. Still thousands of people. You say, okay, how do I reach this many people? Well, third, we reach the people in our circles. Your mission are the people in the circles around you. You can reach people that I can't reach because they are in your circles. This one man that Jesus healed, he had a legion of demons. That is three to six thousand demons living inside him, tormenting him. And Jesus set him free. He cast the demons out. And this man is free for the first time in years. His eyes are clear. He's thinking straight. And of course, he wants to follow Jesus. He's like, Jesus, I'm going to follow you wherever you go. Wherever you go, Jesus, I'm there. And Jesus said, no, I have a mission for you. The Bible says Jesus sent him home saying, no, go back to your family and tell them everything God has done for you. So he went through the town proclaiming the great things Jesus had done for him. Jesus sent him back to his circles. In that first circle, Jesus said, go back to your family. In your notes, we have a circle here under it, write family. And in that circle, write some of the names of the people in your family who need Jesus. Those who don't usually go to church. That's your aunt, that's your uncle, that's your cousin. Maybe it's your brother or sister. Write some of their names in here. These are the people Jesus has called you to reach. Now, maybe you say, well, well, all of my family goes to church. That's wonderful. Well, your next circle is my neighbors. 
The Bible says Jesus sent him home. Who are the people living around your home? Now, I have a project for you, and this is something, if you have small children, you can do it with them. I did this with my kids. We drew a map of our neighborhood, just a, just a simple map. Here's our house. You've got the houses on either side of us and the house across the street. And I have my kids write in the names of our neighbors. These are the people in our circle. These are the people God has called us to reach. So we remember them, so we can pray for them. Do you know your neighbors? Do they know Jesus? These are the people God has called you to reach. The people in our family, the people in our neighborhood. And then the man didn't stop there. He went all through the town proclaiming the great things Jesus had done for him. That third circle is your community. These are the people you spend time with outside of your home. If you go to work, these are your coworkers. Do they know Jesus? If you go to school, these are your classmates. Do your classmates know Jesus Christ? Do they need the healing that he brings? Now for me, all of my coworkers go to church. And I'm in seminary right now, so all of my classmates, we're all studying to be in the ministry. So I got to try a little bit harder. For me, I have thinking of the cashier at Walmart. I'm thinking of the waitress at our favorite restaurant. I'm thinking of the barista at Starbucks. These are the people in our community. And you start putting in some names and saying, God, how can I reach these people? Now, by now, hopefully you have a bunch of names written on these circles. And maybe you're getting kind of excited. You're like, okay, yeah, these are the people in my circles. I'm going to reach them. Some of you, though, are kind of scared. You're like, oh, goodness, how am I going to reach these people? How do we fulfill our mission? I have three places to start. First, pray. Pray for opportunities. Pray, God, give me opportunities to reach my neighbors. Give me opportunities to, to share the love of Jesus with them. Pray. And when Jesus looked around, all he could see was opportunities. And this is what Jesus said. He said, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. He looked around. And he saw all these people hurting and lost. And he said, the, the harvest is great. There's so many people who need Jesus, who need my healing. But the workers are few. So he said this, pray to the Lord of the harvest, the Lord who is in charge of the harvest, ask him to send more workers into his fields. And so we pray, we say, God, send more people with open eyes and open hearts. And as we're praying, we're saying, God, I'm one of these workers. God, open my eyes to see the needs of those around me. God, open my heart so I will listen to the people around me. We're saying, Jesus, send me. The most powerful thing we can do is pray. The most powerful thing we can do is connect with a God who created the universe, who loves us, who can do anything and say, God, please help our city. God, use me. Friends, this is what we're going to do. This Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, it's the beginning of the Lent season. We're looking forward to Easter we're going to gather here this Wednesday and pray at 7 o'clock. We're going to sing some worship songs together. Our pastors will lead us in prayers for different parts of our city. 
And we're going to celebrate communion, the Lord's Supper, together. Now, maybe some of you are saying, well, why don't we celebrate communion every Sunday? Well, it's, we do occasionally during some Sundays during the year, but not every Sunday. And the reason why is because communion is for those who follow Jesus Christ. This is us remembering what Jesus has done for us. This is us uniting together as a body. And our mission is those who don't usually go to church. So we don't want to invite people to come every Sunday and then celebrate communion and say, oh, by the way, this isn't for you. This is just for us. So often we will do communion in our small groups because this is where we gather together and we know each other. And we will do communion at gatherings like this coming Wednesday where we're coming together as believers to pray for our city. I want to invite you to come. Come and pray with us. And as you pray, God is going to give you opportunities to reach the people in your circles. And now you're saying, well, okay, they're, they're open, they're there, my neighbor's here talking to me, now what? Now, share your story. Share your story. There was a man in the Bible who was born blind, could not see. All he knew was darkness from the time he was born. And suddenly, as an adult, Jesus heals him, and he can see. And he sees colors, and he sees faces, and he sees life. He sees sunrises and sunsets, and he's telling everyone about what this man did for me. He was, I was blind, and now I can see. And some people who hate Jesus are saying, well, well, what did he do? How did he do it? They're trying to find fault with what Jesus did. And some people say this guy is a heretic. Some people say he's a fraud. How did he do this? And this guy's like, I don't know about any of that. This I know. I know this. I was blind. And now I can see. He doesn't have to go to Bible school to tell his story. I was blind, and now I can see. In the TV series, The Chosen, I love what Mary Magdalene says. She says, I was one way, but now I'm completely different. And the thing that happened in between was him. That's your story. I was blind, Jesus came, now I can see. In your notes, I have a place for you to write your story. And this is just a quick 30-second testimony of my story. You start by saying, there was a time in my life when, and in your notes, just write two words that describe your life before Jesus. My two words were guilty and afraid. Your words might be different. Write those two words. What was my life like before Jesus? And say, and then I heard about Jesus. And talk about what happened when you came to know Jesus. He forgave me and he changed me. That's my story. What happened when you came to know Jesus? And then here's my life since knowing Jesus. Since that time, and put just two to three words. For me, I put freedom, forgiveness and freedom. That's my story. And then you say, do you have a story like that? And you have a chance to open this conversation. Now, all of this takes just about 30 seconds. And I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock. I'm going to time myself and see if I can tell this in 30 seconds. There was a time in my life when I was guilty and afraid. I was guilty because I knew I was a sinner and I was afraid of dying and going to hell. And then I heard about Jesus 
how he died for me on the cross and he rose again from the dead and he left my sins buried and I asked him to come in and forgive me and change me. And since that time, I have been forgiven for my sins and I have freedom from fear. Do you have a story like that? How'd I do? 30 seconds, that's all it takes. Now, you could go beyond 30 seconds. I just want to show you how simple it is and how it doesn't have to be this long sermon like, like I'm giving right now. It could just be 30 seconds. This is my story. Do you have a story like that? You say, okay, well, I prayed. I'm talking to them. I told them my story. Now what do I do? Invite them to come and see. Say, come and see. Come and meet Jesus. In the Bible, there was this woman who was at a well in the middle of the day, and Jesus comes up, and he's talking to her. And Jesus knows her life story. He knows how she has been looking for satisfaction. She has been looking for meaning, but she's been looking in relationships. And she's gone from man to man to man to man, and it always leaves her empty. And Jesus knows her story, and he tells her this. He says, I am the Messiah. And to her, this means I am the one you've been waiting for. I'm the one you've been looking for. He tells her, I will give you living water so you will never be thirsty again. You will never have this, this quench, this thirst in your life that you can't be quenched. He says, I have that for you. I can give you meaning and fulfillment. And this woman is so excited. The Bible says she left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village telling everyone, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? Could he be the one we're waiting for? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Again, she's not standing on a street corner giving a sermon. All she's saying is, come and see Come and see this man. Here's what he did for me. Here's who I was. He changed me. Come and see. She tells her story, and she invites them to come and see. Invite people to come. Now, to make this as simple as possible, we want to give you some events, big events, exciting events that you can invite people to come and see. The first one is going to be Good Friday. This year for Good Friday, we're going to have a fish fry again. But at 6 o'clock, we are going to have a drama. Our, our young adults, our youth ministry is going to put on a drama, our student ministry, and it's going to be telling the life of Jesus Christ and how he died for us on the cross and rose again from the dead. And then to follow, we'll have the fish fry. And we want to invite people, come and see. Come and see about Jesus and then eat some fish, and it's all going to be free. By the way, if you are at all interested in participating in that drama, let us know on your connection card. Say, hey, I can act, or at least I want to act. <laughs> let us know and invite people to come. We're going to have invitation cards for that. And then Easter Sunday, we're going to be kicking off a series called But Why? We're going to be answering people's toughest questions about God, Jesus, the Bible. Questions like, does God exist? Questions like, if there is if God is good, why is there evil in the world? And we're going to kick it off with our Easter Sunday talking about the resurrection. Did the resurrection happen, and why does it matter? And we're going to have a former atheist come and share his story about how he investigated the resurrection for himself, and he was convinced Jesus did rise from the dead, and it changed his life. Now, that's exciting, but we want you to be a part of this. So we have these special cards made up, with a survey. 
This is a survey for our community to say, what are your deepest questions about God, about Jesus, about the Bible? We want to know. And then we will be answering those questions starting on Sunday, April 9th. And so when you're out in the community and you're at Charo Days at the parades, my kids are going to be in the parades this Thursday. When you're at Sombrero Fest and you're wearing your I Heart Brownsville shirt, people come up and ask you about it, and they will. Because they say, hey, could you just answer a quick two-minute survey for me? And you just give them this card. They can scan that code. Tell them it's anonymous. We're not going to be collecting your name. But we just want to know. We have some questions for you. And you're inviting them to come and see. This year, I believe we could reach 1,300 people in the city of Brownsville this coming Easter. 1,300 people. And that's just a small fraction of Brownsville, but I believe we can do this. But what's it going to take? It's going to take praying like we've never prayed before. It's going to take sharing our story. Here's who I was, and here's who I am now. And it's going to take inviting people to come and see. And maybe as I'm sharing this today, some of you are thinking, well, I am that person. I am that person who doesn't usually go to church. And maybe the bravest steps you've ever taken were walking across that parking lot this morning. I'm so glad you're here. You are home. You are welcome here. Because we love you. And Jesus loves you. Jesus loved you so much, he died for you on the cross. He, he took our sins on himself, and he left them buried, and he rose from the dead, and he can do anything now. He can give you a new life, a life of purpose, a life of freedom, a mission to live for, and a home in heaven with him forever. If you've never invited Jesus Christ in, I want to invite you to come and see. Come and get to know him. I'm going to put a simple prayer up here on the screen. And if this is what you want, I invite you, just pray this with me. It's right where you are, wherever you are watching online. Say, dear Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. Just tell him, Jesus, I'm sorry. And say, thank you. Jesus, thank you for dying in my place on the cross so I could be forgiven. And then say, Jesus, please, please forgive me. Please come into my life and change me. Say, be my Lord. And Lord just means, Jesus, you're the owner of my life now. I'm giving you control. Say, Jesus, be my Tell him that right now. We love you, Jesus. Amen. If you prayed that today, you have a mission now. You have a mission to go and tell your story. Say, this is who I am. This is what Jesus has done for me. Come and see. I want to pray for us. Father in heaven, please give us boldness. Lord of the harvest, send us out. Send us as workers out into the harvest. God, give us eyes to see. Give us hearts to understand. Lord, to tell our story and invite people to come to you.
give us that boldness. Give us that courage. Give us opportunities. God, thank you for giving us a mission. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. I have a final thought for you. It's a question. Who will you invite to come and see? Thank you.